Hey everyone, I know this is kind of an awkward way to start this episode, uh, but just really quickly, I wanted to dedicate this podcast um, to our to our good friend, Eric. Um, I hope you're resting in peace, brother, and I hope you get some amount of entertainment out of this, man. My heart goes with you, and so does Twitch's. Love you, man. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome, yes. welcome back to the weekly episode uh, <laughs> of, the, of the Nothing Nerds podcast. A weekly uh, episode, just, you know, a nice little gap of only about two, three months in between. Has it? I think it's been longer than I that. I think it's been longer as well. So I've uh, been in this apartment now for four months and we haven't recorded a single episode that. since i moved yeah definitely uh, and, been longer and, than four months yeah then. um but anyway weekly schedule for sure uh it's just been a long week for for the for the viewers at home yes uh, that's what's happened um <laughs> we i made a promise to twitch that we would get one more episode out before the end of the year hey <laughs> hey we've accomplished the we've goal accomplished that and honestly Honestly, we might even get two episodes out Ooh, before the end of the year. I would personally that, really like to do a year in review. Oh, um, yes, for sure. Because although, like, so last year we did, um, last year we did an episode, a very long episode that was a bitch to edit. That um, was a long one, yes our like top 10 or top five lists of the year yes i'd love yep. to do that again let's but... uh let's plan for it yeah i, I would love to do a, a year in the review yeah that'd be great because so content yeah because content came out this year yes oh um, yes for sure so uh, yeah and i'd like to i'd like to go back and like revisit the episodes that we recorded before all this shit started and kind of go <laughs> from there but um regardless ladies and gentlemen welcome to the know nothing nerds podcast i am one half of the know nothing nerds luke joined as always by my handsome bearded and and we're we're wearing matching he can't see me i look like a um i look like a a villain right now it's just my silhouette with an ominous light in the background but uh twitch is well lit as ever and and looking very very handsome indeed. We we, we the name of this episode is uh, Canon After Dark, and we are recording this at like semi close to midnight right now. It's the, pretty damn it's the, close. Like we're close the, enough. We're like, close it's enough. It's already midnight. It's already past midnight in New York. So yes, exactly. And New York, New York, New York's is the, the gold the, standard for time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. As everyone knows, um, it's it's really really good to be back. We haven't like. We Twitch and I haven't been texting each other about giving up or anything like that. Like the, the, those are not. We we have big things planned. It's yes. just this year has been tough, and I want to avoid making promises or anything like that. All that we know right now is that we wanted to have some fun tonight and uh, and and just record an episode and get something kind of like a straight to air. It's not going to go up yep. tonight, um, but pr- but most likely tomorrow uh, is when you'll be hearing this. Um, so hello everyone. Happy holidays! I hope you're staying safe. And this episode is going to be pretty low key. I think we're just gonna we're just gonna chat and catch up. I literally like haven't even spoken to Twitch in in a long time. It has been a little bit of a time. Uh, a lot has changed for the both of us, yeah. uh, and that's the big reason why there's uh, 
such a huge gap. Uh, the other reason that there's a big gap is that it wouldn't have been a big gap, but we did record previously. Unfortunately, because of technical issues, yeah. we have a third, our third lost episode now, I believe, um, which is kind of good because we've only had three uh, lost episodes since we started this back in 2017 or 2016 was when we first aired. It was, it was summer. It was August of 2016. I know that's this. right. Yeah. I think our first uh, episode air date was the 21st. So it's not bad for doing this for, it four really years isn't. And, uh, only having three lost episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, some of the things that have been going on, like outside of coronavirus, uh, you know, like I've had a whole bunch of personal changes. Uh, Luke has had some personal changes. Um, I have, uh, uh, Lost a job, got yeah. a job, yeah. then lost a job, yeah. then I got a job, and yeah. then I got another job on top of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't had a whole lot of time uh, in this COVID crisis uh, to really sit down and record. But uh, uh, we do have some news for the future that once we get details uh, cleared out, um, this time that we've had away from you has not been wasted. I will say that to our listeners out there uh we've been uh scheming and planning and mm. thinking of uh things for the future uh so we hope that you guys are still with us in this uh odd time uh odd distancing time that we've had from each other so we've said it a lot um twitch and i have like how much easier it is for us to record and how much harder that's made it <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I think you go back and you listen to, like, our first, like, coronavirus podcast, and it was like, oh, I'm so excited to have some free time, and we can sit down, and we can bust out a ton of podcasts, and, like, we were we were planning on getting such an archive created for yep. this year. Like, we wanted, like, I think we were talking about having... 10 plus episodes in the in the vault yeah. of just of just random shit that we could just drop yeah. uh when they're on a moment's notice and we have nothing no we, <laughs> we don't have, have a have, single one we have <laughs> we have the uh we have the um conspiracy theater game night which we're still waiting to drop on you yeah um, uh, we gotta wait for the conspiracy theater crew to uh drop the game and uh then we'll get that episode out there yes so. Um, can I say that? Yeah, we could say it. They, that... uh, they've been working on it, so okay. they'll, they'll be fine with it. So. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like that, that's been, we've been holding on for so long to that. And I'm really excited for you to, to, to hear it. Cause sometimes honestly, like I'll go and just listen to it Yeah, and, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic episode. So it was a um, lot of fun to record. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I miss us doing recordings with other people, which uh, hopefully we'll get to do that more in the future. So we hit like a little bit of just feature after feature after feature, yep. Um, yep. which was which was a ton of fun. And I would love to be able to uh, get back to a point where we can do that yeah. um, again. And it seems like it might be soonish? Question yeah. mark. Next couple of months here, we might be yeah. seeing some sort of semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Uh, although I really hope that it things just don't go like right back to the way they were. I I don't think things are going to go slamming back into pre uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely going to be a gap, even though like they say that uh, they'll start giving the they may start getting uh, 
COVID vaccinations to the general public. Uh, February-ish, somewhere around that, is when I think they're expecting to have another round of doses yeah. available to people. Um, I think we're get, we're normalcy really isn't going to start taking place until summertime. I guarantee I agree. that. I agree. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a slow crawl till then, um, which I'm okay with. Uh, you know, I, I got a job, so yeah, I, you're I don't have you're to in a good spot. And... I'm in a really good job, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good news. Um, we are a we are nerd focused podcast, and and I think that it would be prudent to to maybe start by talking about the the things that we've been doing whilst being away. Uh, yeah, and I would love to actually what I what I want to do is pull up our episode, the last episode that we aired, and kind of <laughs> see if we can gauge how um, how far down the the nerd hole we uh, have missed out on. Yeah, so. Okay, so our last episode came out in August, um, and it's just a rant, and I don't think I have. Yeah, in the notes, I didn't talk about like specific pod or uh, topics, but it's been four months. I mean, I have done a lot of I, related uh, shit since then. I'm pretty sure I know that. I can't remember. Uh, I think I talked about this in our last episode, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> I remember that was about the time that they were supposed to be releasing uh, New Mutants. Uh, oh, that's right. And uh, I was so excited about it. Um, I, I believe, I don't know if it was in the rant episode or not, but... Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go to the theaters to watch it. And I had been waiting since fucking 2018 <laughs> just to, to see, see that it. movie. Yeah. And I knew from the last final trailer that they put out that I wasn't going to enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because that first trailer was so kick ass and it had me so hyped to see it, I didn't care if it was bad. I just needed to see it from that point. Uh, so I, I found uh, a way to see it without going to the theater, um, and uh, I wonder the uh, quality I was not great. I, I wonder, I wonder what methods you used to acquire <laughs> that. How did you uh, find out? How did uh, you find the? How did you find that that movie so soon uh, after its theatrical release? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, let's just say that I still got to see the theater part of it in the the movie, so um, that should give you an idea. Uh, and I will say this: uh, the movie lived up to the reviews that it got. Um, Ooh, which aren't uh, good. They are not good. They for, are not good. Uh, uh, rightfully so, because the movie was not great. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did finally get to see it. Um, it wasn't all bad. But uh, as far as the uh, ending to the X-Men franchise, Fox X-Men franchise, yeah, yeah, uh, it was not a great song to go out on. Mm. Um, even though that trailer, that first trailer that they put out for it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think if they would have stuck closer to that tone throughout the whole movie, um, yeah. it would have been a way better movie. I don't know if it would have 
still I don't know if it would have gone down in the annals of one of the best X-Men movies or not uh, but it would have been way better than uh, uh, a majority of the other X-Men movies had they just gone the straight horror path with it what's what's interesting to me uh, is is just googling it right now and seeing that um, that it has nearly as many one star reviews as it has five star reviews yeah and it's it's not an unwatchable film. I will right. say that. But I, I, I'd like to argue that I think it's one of those those movies, un- unfortunately, that you either loved or hated. And I think most of the general audience hated it. Yeah, I would say that. Um, I will say this. Um, I did buy a very cheap copy of it when it released <laughs> digitally. So even though I'm saying how bad it is, I still am supporting it post uh uh, mortem so yes yeah. um yeah it's i i will put it this way it's not dark phoenix and it's not wolverine origins or x-men last stand mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's it's definitely in the rain the realm of x-men apocalypse sure um, sure sure range of good mm-hmm. or bad if you will uh so you know it's it's got its positives to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, they're limited, but they're there. But there's more negatives. There's more negatives. There's so many sure. more negatives. For sure. Uh, um, For sure. There's a lot that I wanted to talk about, but right now, just because it's on my mind. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty two is the official year release date of House of the Dragon, which is the Game of Thrones prequel. That's um, right. Yeah, HBO has officially yep. dropped that, which is very exciting. Which uh, has we're been gonna, weird. Which has been weird because it when, was going to be one thing. It was going to be called yeah. Blood Moon, and it was going to be uh, a lot earlier of a prequel, not about the Targaryens. Mm. And uh, that got canceled. I can't remember why, but I know we talked about that. Um, and I think it was just because of how poor season eight went. That. HBO was Did like they pulled maybe, the plug on that. I thought there was some drama. The, I there was definitely some drama, but that was also kind of one of the things that uh, kind of it kind of spooked the execs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about this in our year in recap, which I really do think that we should do. Um, but the uh, euphoria in between season one and two. Uh, they are airing two special episodes to kind of just like, I don't know, to kind of just catch us up with what has ha- what, what's what they've been up to mm-hmm. while you know COVID's a thing. And yeah, I, I have don't. you seen the uh, special episode? I haven't seen any of Euphoria. Um, I Twitch. lost my HBO Max uh, subscription. I had it for a while, but then I had to cancel it um, because. Well, Just I have to get too you many back subscriptions. in. I need to give you the login because you need to watch this this show. Because first of okay. all, it's a perfect show, start to finish. That's yeah. this first season is unquestionably the best drama I've ever seen ever. Okay. And the um the the special that aired, they filmed it during COVID. Okay. And have now have since launched it during COVID is a master class on how you make an hour episode shot in one location. What okay, do they call nice. that? A uh, a. It's not a one shot. Um, no, not a one just, shot, but it's a. 
Um, I, I, I don't know why I would keep wanting to say shoebox, but um, when, when it just takes place in one room. Yeah, I have no idea. There's I, a word I should for it. know if you should. Regard, it's fine. But but regardless, <laughs> um, it, 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 it is brilliant, and uh, and you could just tell like the the they knew what they were doing going into it. See, and, and like that's the thing about uh, that. Here's the thing with COVID, and I predicted this back when uh, COVID first hit when we started talking about how that's going to affect the uh, entertainment world, specifically yeah. like television and uh, yeah. film, Yeah, um, is that they have to go down to basics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hold firm to the belief that uh, uh, limitations are the father of invention, yeah. uh, specifically in film world. Hmm. Um because COVID's a thing and they still want to put out new entertainment, they have to figure out new ways of telling the story. And usually what that means is that they have to get it down to the extreme simplest yeah. uh, storylines. And I, I'm i a big fan of great storytelling of very simple ideas. Um a because it makes it easy for you to understand what the theme or what the writer or director is trying to tell you um and then the other reason is that it really gets you lets you dive into characters a lot more yeah um and you get to see you get to see the character's motivations Mm -hmm. um and the choices that they make for Mm -hmm. better or worse Mm -hmm. um a lot a lot better than if you're just watching like typical blockbuster hollywood type film yeah yeah i completely agree production and huge money i completely agree and uh to see just like to see that happen with a with a really big notable drama was was amazing this year yeah um and and i think that that like as far as entertainment is concerned is definitely one of my highlights that's um, good that's good something else that has happened i think i really want to say this happened before we recorded last but uh i saw tenet in theaters oh i don't know if we did talk about that i still haven't seen it because it just came out on uh, uh, VOD. Yeah. Uh, I I was hoping that I get a chance to see it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I know that there's a lot of mixed uh, talk about it. I um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I have watched I, it And I remember you released. telling me that you uh, did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I know that a lot of people are saying, like, it's a Nolan film. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. Oh yeah. And that's about like, uh, that's the best review or one of the uh, most common reviews that I've heard uh-huh. about the film is like, yeah, it's a Nolan film. It's like Nolan you're film. gonna enjoy it if like you just like if you like Nolan films. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy it. Is it the best Nolan film? No. Uh, I've heard a majority of people saying like far from the best Nolan film. I, so. I I think far from is a bit like I don't know. I feel like that has that has a harsh 
vibe to it. Like, yeah, I don't want I don't want to knock like how good of a movie it is. Yeah, because you like you stack it up against some of the other bullshit that's been released this year. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, like it's 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 tops. I think it's the best movie that's come out this year. Let me correct you on that. Let me correct you on that, please. It's, it's probably one of the better things that has been released from a major studio. Yeah, absolutely. So far this year. Yeah, um, because I I this is something that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, um, but like. I, I noticed especially this week that I believe that this is the the year for the indie rise. You think um, this year? I, yes. Um, the reason why I say that is that indie films are they have a better chance of being seen right now because so many people are in an entertainment hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they're not able to fill up the time with big blockbuster. They're running uh, out of big, big blockbusters. Films. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, like I said, the simpler stories have to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of indie films that are slated to be released this year um, that I'm pretty damn stoked to see. Uh, and I think that because the big studios, like the big pictures, they've had yeah. to put... They don't want to release their top tier uh films like they know what the ones that they know that they're going to make the big bucks off of so they're putting out the kind of stuff that they had filmed Mm -hmm. but they didn't really quite know how they're going to release it like they were going to release it just straight to uh digital or if uh, they were going to actually put it in the theaters and i think they're, they're just using this time to put stuff out to kind of put some money or revenue stream back in them. Yeah, yeah. But then they're waiting for the whole COVID crisis to end to really drop the big name movies. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, that's the big reason why we haven't seen uh black widow yet. The or black widow fucking film. Dune or Dune. Uh, although that isn't that going to HBO max when it gets yeah, released. It's, it's on the same release date. Oh, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll double check this, but I'm almost positive it's still slated for a December 2021 release. Which that's that's some news too. Warner Brothers deciding to partner fully with HBO Max and do a a full slate, same day release. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. Like HBO ain't hurting for money right now. I can guarantee that. So it might be a smart mm-hmm. partnership mm-hmm. move with them and uh Warner Brothers. Yeah, uh it looks like Yeah, it looks like Dune is is streaming on the 21st of October. Gotcha. Yeah, and the they probably know that they have a good chance of hitting big with the theater theatrical release on mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Um plus like if they just finished filming <clears throat> this this year before or before or right after COVID started, they're gonna want to take this this next year to make sure that they got post production in the bag. Yeah, um, and they really because, can at this point. Yeah, and is the fan base the fan base for the Dune is huge because it's it's practically a majority of the Star Wars fans. Correct as well. Correct. Yeah, but it's also like Dune has a big older crowd following right yeah. now, which is cool. So that'll be nice to see like those fans 
Um, I think I'm probably one of the younger people who are who have like actually oh, read it sure. and and really enjoyed it. But I agree with you to a certain extent. I do worry though about them pulling the trigger on a sequel to Dune because there are a hundred Dune books and I would love to see like a um I would love to see like a Tim Chalamet Dune universe spark because of this and see him do like three or four movies um with with Warner Brothers. But I think at this point Dune is doomed to be a flop. Like <laughs> Like I, I and, and that's not it's not Dune's fault. It's not anyone's yeah. fault who made that film. It's it's COVID's fault. Like I think yeah. COVID has ruined every movie that was supposed to be released already. Yeah, I, it may have. Um, although I think that part of it is failings on the studio's parts too. Sure. Um, to. Which I mean, honestly, yeah. you could you could trace most of the blame for everything bad to have ever happened to the studios. Yeah, it's true. Um, I I just think that this might be a time where uh, I I honestly I think that uh, the times are how do I want to say it? Yeah. The uh, the. Uh, forget my words right now yeah uh, it's it's been kind of in in written in the sand right now with uh how everything is starting to go towards the smaller screen yeah um so i think that they just kind of got behind so the smaller companies that are putting more money into TV and stuff. Yeah. That's why right now miniseries and uh, streaming uh, first movies are starting to take a big win mm-hmm. uh, in getting produced and mm-hmm. uh, getting viewership. Like like it or not, like Netflix did a bang-up job with uh, uh, Extraction and Old Guard. Extraction Even was those, fun. It was a very fun movie. I hated the ending. I, I, I think that they wimped out on the ending. I agree. In, I agree. In hopes to have a sequel. Yep. Um, and that will never happen. But. With it. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope they, uh, they kind of Netflix kind of learns their lesson with that yeah. because the ending for Extraction would have been amazing if they would have just pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger and, and Hemsworth was dead. Hemsworth, yeah. Um, I, I think that that would have been a much better told story i i agree Um, completely but regardless of that i think the fact that like even though those are very hollywood stylized uh blockbuster type films they worked out perfectly well on netflix streaming service i think that um you can do those big blockbuster action films and have a success on your hand even if you're just doing it for the small screen Mm. and I, I think that that's very telling. And I, I think that this year has been a great year for a lot of series and mm-hmm. uh, kind of getting back to the roots of some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finally caught up on All the Walking Dead. And regardless of previous seasons, I got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed this last season of 
The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I finished A World uh, Beyond. I I understand the audience it's for, and I mm. don't necessarily believe I'm wholly in that audience, even though I enjoy the teen drama shows. Uh, yes, you which, do. Which uh, the society. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, when we get into the, because uh, we're going to talk about uh, Disney Investor Day a little bit. Yep. Um, and, yeah. Uh, we're, so and, uh, later on, uh, we're yeah. going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars uh, new announcements on Star Wars. We'll talk. We'll t- we'll briefly touch on Warner Brothers, uh, and we're also going to talk about Ready Player Two. Yep. But also, you wanted to throw in uh, a little the MCU. Little, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I technically am in the because I like the teen drama shows. Yeah. The world beyond just kind of felt a little bit too weird. I think it's just because it's in the universe of The Walking Dead. Mm. Um, it's cool to get a kind of glimpse of uh, the future or in a society where. Uh, where society is actually starting to take a foothold in that world and come back and what that looks like, what that power structure looks like. Um, but overall, I think the show just, eh, meh, meh. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of like new, new TV. I watched this year. It hasn't been a ton. Yeah. Since like at least since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, I I oh can I talk about Cyberpunk? Oh, the game, of course. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have been playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes. Which is a game I've been talking about for a little bit, but I kind of went went dark on it. I I kind of muted my 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 view from. Um, cyberpunk 2077 okay because i didn't want to have anything spoiled to me because i was so fucking excited to see that movie or to yeah. excuse me to, to to play that game to play the game and i have adored every second of it it's i i like that it is uh it's uh uh meta mm-hmm um, I've seen some a little bit of the gameplay with it. Um, I, I love the advertisements uh, with Keanu Reeves. Uh, those are a lot of fun. Um, I, I've come around to love Keanu Reeves, even though I hated him for the longest time because I think he's a terrible actor except for two movies. Uh, but Bill now and Ted. Throw, Bill and Ted and Point Break uh, are his best movies, in my opinion. You because, don't think John Wick is Okay, that's an exception. No, John Wick is definitely up to snuff, and that's one of the movies that kind of got me to come back around mm. to say, hey, Keanu Reeves, you're not that bad of an actor, but I think a majority of the movies that he's been in, dude, you're a surfer, and <laughs> uh, uh, you can play that role really well. You did it great in uh, Point Break, and uh, you played a nice stoner rocker in uh, Bill and Ted. I think that's yeah. your speed, and you could really stick to there but john wick on the other hand that just that i just his dedication to the action of that like yeah. i gotta give him i gotta give him a pass for that john uh, wick great is, films. is the like best action like that kind of like 
heart pumping action movie. Yeah. Seen, oh yeah. But. Well, and one of the reasons why is it doesn't. It's not afraid of showing you the full action. Uh, it and, doesn't uh, cut a million times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, but but Cyberpunk has been a an, an absolute joy to play, and I, I'm I've I've loved it, and I want to talk about it more in depth in our year review. I kind of feel like this is like this rant is just kind of a preview for that. Uh, kind of, I, uh, our year in review will be as organized as as last year's was. Um, yeah, and I will caveat by saying, if we do it, I'm making no promises until we figure no it out. No promises so. until we actually press record. <laughs> until on it. we actually press record on something. <laughs> we even got used. To, we we've unfortunately had to get used to saying like, "See you soon" at the end, <laughs> at the end yeah. of our episodes. Yep. But, um. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about Cyberpunk right now. But it's it's nice. been excellent. I know, like I've heard about the buggy the buggy mess that it's been on console. I I understand that it's not without criticism. I also think uh-huh. like uh, some of the people who have been reviewing it who really enjoyed it have been saying that it's the perfect game and it runs a okay. masterclass on storytelling. And neither of those things are true, but. For what it is, and for for how excited I was to play it, it's it's exactly what I wanted it to be, which is awesome. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Any, any other big nerdy things? Left so I've uh, I've been uh, spending a majority of my time watching mostly TV shows. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, Delise uh, got on a new uh, kind of how to date long distance COVID style. Mm. Uh, and uh, usually when we get together, we have been watching the Netflix series, which started out as an NBC series, Lucifer. Mm. And uh, I, I heard a lot of good things about the series. Um, and I had a friend that I really trust uh, that said that it's one of the, it's one of the better shows on uh, uh network tv and i was like always skeptical about it because it just i don't know it's just sometimes network tv i don't like something about this show just hooked me after the first episode and we've been watching it ever since and uh we're we're watching it like night by night so i'm not able to binge through it which has been nice to get to a show that i can do that That for where i kind of like like that I'm like, Ooh, I get, mm-hmm. I, I get to watch that mm-hmm. tonight. It's a nice special mm-hmm. feeling instead of just like pulling up a series and binging it all in a day or two days or whatever. Um, which I've unfortunately done a lot of that <laughs> during this COVID situation. Uh, uh, but it's, it's a fun show and it's funny because, uh, it's, it got, big on mainstream and uh or big as far as like network television numbers are today for being a show based on a comic book because it's a comic book based Mm. show even though like lucifer is a mainstream household name yeah yeah, yeah. um which is kind of weird to say that satan is household (laughs) uh but uh it's it's just a fun show the characters are like a lot of fun to be around and they have weird uh, weird uh, 
love triangle relationships in the show, which is a lot of fun. And the main character, Lucifer, uh, you know exactly everything you need to know about the guy for the most part. So he's really accessible, even though we're nothing like Lucifer. Um, And it's, uh, I think one of the reasons why it's a lot of fun is because it's a fish out of water story. Pretty much. Sure. Okay. Because it's the devil trying to become more human, essentially. And uh, to solve murders? Uh, What's the. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. The premise is batshit crazy. <laughs> I will 100% agree with it. Uh, that if I, if somebody were to tell me the. the Like, just the premise of it is uh, the devil comes to earth to solve murders it's like wait what like i i don't get that but when you understand it's about a character that is trying to figure out how to be more human and make a make an actual human connection with somebody then the story gets a a bit more interesting and you understand why those cases are there and the other thing too is like they are a procedural show but it's not about the crime. It's about the characters. Sure, and they sure. know that. Yeah. Um, whereas like shows like uh, uh, like uh, Law and Order and stuff like that, we like the characters, but we don't really learn anything about the characters. We just want to know same who did it. Same can be said for, yeah, same can be said for NCIS, mm-hmm. even though they dive a little bit more into the mythos of that world. But only sometimes. Uh, that the characters live in. But only sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Most of the times it's, NCIS is very procedural. Yeah, it's, it's very procedural. Whereas Lucifer definitely is, we want to explore these characters and how they connect with each other and how things in their worlds uh, can really turn things upside down. Hmm. Um, the cases that they solve are just a vehicle to give us more insight into character. And I think that that's pretty brilliantly done. It, it takes the, uh, the normal procedural uh, trope and puts a new spin on it, which is a lot of fun. I think they took a, a page out of... Uh, uh, the show Grimm's uh, uh, script or playbook, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, and uh, because that show definitely kind of felt like the same thing. Yes, it was a procedural. Yes, it was a monster of the week in <laughs> essence. Yeah. Um, uh, but it it definitely delved more in, a lot into the mythos of the show versus just this case that needed to be solved yeah yeah i like that um mm-hmm. i went on a bit of a book call okay the other day at barnes and noble uh i okay. realized that i had <clears throat> from my birthday this year had been given a gift card to barnes and noble and i was like oh shit okay. i kind of forgot i had this so uh, i went there with the intention of getting like i don't know two books and then i'd still have some left over in case I wanted to uh, go back and get more, because I read 100 books this year, and uh, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I'm t- I took December off completely. I was like, I'm going to take okay. December off. I'm I've read way more than I thought I was going to this year, 
that was definitely a, a benefit of lockdown for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And surgery. Uh, those two things definitely helped me just like sit in one place and just like tear, tear through some books yeah. that I've wanted to read. Um, nice. I well, I round, I wound up buying ten books at at, at Barnes and Noble the other day, and uh, okay. I'd like to share a few with you. I don't know if you can see any of them, but yeah, you can. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, those can briefly you, see a little bit of color, and I can see. see that there's letters, You're, but I can't read. Shit. What I see is just a black box. Is what I'm yeah. showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went. I. I I kind of when I'm buying a physical book, I definitely judge by their cover. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. Which I know we're not supposed to, but I've been pleasantly surprised. I've never been disappointed by by picking a book that has a good looking cover. Um, yeah. So I kind of like spread out these genres here because I wanted to start the year off with a pretty good um, range of of genres. However. I read so much nonfiction this year that I kind of promised myself that I would do the opposite this year. So 2021 is going to be a big fiction year for me. So all of these are fiction. Um, A a Court of Wings and Ruin uh, is probably going to be the first one that I read uh, because it's the biggest one that I picked up. It is in first person, which is a big no-no for me usually. But the, the cover just really popped out to me and it's fantasy and i haven't really read a fantasy since game of thrones and so i'm looking for something else and i think like uh, obviously uh the the book series of song of ice and fire hasn't finished yet so we don't know how solid of an ending the the books are gonna have but for the time being like they are the best they're they're my like golden standard for they're the gold standard for for fantasy um, rightfully so right now. Rightfully, rightfully so. so. There, there really hasn't been. And it's why you see, like, in all forums on Reddit or otherwise where people are asking what are good fantasy sh- books to read, Song of Ice and Fire is usually pretty close to the top of that yep. list, if not always at the top of that list. So yep. um, I'm looking to kind of, like, not I, – I'd hate to say, like – to the author of this book, like I don't want it to seem like an insult, but like I kind of do want to lower my expectations a little bit and just like understand that there is good fantasy outside of perfect fantasy, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of my challenge to myself with this is like a, it's first person, b, it's an author and a book I've never heard of, so that'll be interesting. Um, XX is my next one. It's a it's a kind of a cyberpunk book. But it's written uh, by a. Um, it's written by a, an author who, is a graphic designer, illustrator, comic okay. artist, and a typographer. Oh. And what he does is he messes around with like the font in the book, and he, oh, nice, he messes nice. around with like the spacing of the of the font, and like wh- like he he'll make not art but like one of his paragraphs the spacing will draw like a crooked line like a like like you can clearly see a defined like diagonal line through an entire page uh-huh. just how he has the word spaced like yeah, it's yeah, geniusly yeah. written and, and it like oh, every awesome. page is different and so like every time you turn a page you're like oh wow this is this looks peculiar i stayed away from like the second half of the book because i didn't want to like see anything that would that would jump out to me yeah yeah Um, yeah i got two like uh, other fantasy books 
And then I got a young adult novel. <laughs> Why is it that uh, I feel like whenever I tell anyone that I got a, a YA novel, I have to then immediately start explaining myself? Yes. You have to you have to be like I I know it's hear weird, me out. but hear, me, hear out. me out. Hey, you don't got to you don't got to explain anything to me. I'm the guy that likes You're teen watching drama teen shows. Drums. I know, I know. I know. Ugh. I know I didn't yeah. have anything to like to, I don't know, ask forgiveness for you or anything like that, but yeah. Um, v. E. Schwab wrote a book called The Dark Shade of Magic and okay. uh again, it was one of those books that I picked up based on the cover uh mm. last year and I read it last year and because I picked it up by the cover, I didn't know that it was going to be a YA book. And yep. you know, you just you know when you're reading YA by the first sentence. And I, I Oh easily. I knew yep. I knew what I was getting myself into, but I also have this like excuse me, I have this stubbornness when I buy a book that's like I spent mm-hmm. twenty five fucking dollars on this thing. I'm going to read it. Like yeah, like I spent my own money. I need to read this thing. Uh, so I, I stuck through it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had young adult flaws throughout the entire book, and there were yeah. some times where I literally groaned, like literally yep, yep. groaned. But it didn't stop me from picking up uh, the second book in the series that uh, came up pretty recently. And so I'm excited. Like that's kind of my starting basis for this year of, of what I'm looking for reading reading wise. But uh, nice. But I can't. I cannot believe all of like my first book list uh, a young adult novel has made it to the list. hey i i've enjoyed a few uh young adult novels as well mm-hmm. like i i really dug the uh hunger game series yeah. specifically book one and two i really like those ones a lot um i even liked the first maze runner mm. uh the first and second book were probably the best out of it and then they got into the I think it was the prequel and the final one out of them where I was like, mm. and then uh, the one that I really absolutely disliked, even though I read at least the first two books was the divergent series. Uh, I those saw ones the were first super grown. I saw the movies. I, I saw atrocious. the first movie and was like, yeah, okay. Time to never watch. I had again. a little bit of hope for the maze runner series. Cause I like Dylan O'Brien a lot. And he was the lead character in that, but the the movie was just nowhere near as is good. Is Dylan as O'Brien Jojen ex- Reed in Thrones? No, 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 no. Dylan O'Brien was uh, got his start in uh, yet another teen drama, uh, Teen Wolf, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed all the way up until the third or f- I think I th- enjoyed it through the third season, and then it just was like this is. But I, I like Dylan O'Brien. I like that that actor a lot. So oh, it's um, Thomas Brody Sangster is <clears throat> is um, Jojen Reed, who's also in. Um, he was in. Was it? Hunger he was Games? in. Uh, he was in Maze Runner. He, oh, okay, he was in Maze Runner. He just wasn't like yeah. the main character. He wasn't the lead. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. He plays one of the main characters uh, in the series, but he wasn't the lead character. Uh, yeah. He was also in uh, Hitler: The Rise of Evil. <laughs> so 
Uh, if you are into that, you got a little weekend yeah. weekend viewing pre-Christmas. Uh, I hear yeah. it's a nice time to watch. So uh, I know that you had your book adventure. Um, I had my book adventures Ooh, yes. too uh, yes, yes. over this time. Um, I I got pleasantly surprised. Uh, we both got an early Christmas present this year um, in November. Uh, uh, our uh, homie. Uh, uh, Klein uh, published uh, the second of the Ready Player series, Ready Player Two. Indeed, he did. Um, which I still am digesting. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun read. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it overall. Where it 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 t- like where it ends up taking us. Um, I, I was fascinated with the idea because this one really delves into the idea of AI and is AI a good thing or is it a bad thing or can it potentially be a new form of evolution for humanity? Uh, uh, I will say that the end result kind of scares the shit out of me still. So um, I, I think we should put off AI for as long as absolutely possible um that's my take on ready player two so uh okay my my non-spoiler take on ready player two uh i suppose semi-spoiler because you did talk a little bit about the ai stuff but um yeah yeah i i'm sorry i loved it (laughs) i'm sorry yeah i'm not supposed to love it i'm really not supposed to yeah it's the same it goes against it's the same fucking book it's the same character. Yes. He's such a whiny prick. I hate him. I really that, do hate Wade Watts, but yeah. it didn't stop me from just every se- Ernest Klein, he has my heart. I it's the nostalgia kick is a big part yeah. of it. Although my big my big uh issue with that story aside from Wade not learning a fucking <laughs> lesson. Oh my god. Uh uh, is the fact that like he spent way too much time in the fan service realm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in so much detail, like I, you did it excellently in re- he did it excellently yeah. in Ready Player One. Yeah. He gave us just what we needed. Uh, but now in the second book, I think he knew that that was kind of a. That was a big reason why people read yeah. it was that nostalgia yeah, kick yeah. Um, and fan serviceness, and I think he just kind of kicked it up too far of a gear. Because like, why wouldn't you after the the money that I he get made? It. Like, and I, I totally I, get no, it. I get it, and the and the references were fun. Not gonna lie, it was nice to uh, get some of the more updated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you you could tell you could tell when he started writing Ready Player One by the references yes. that he made. Yeah. Uh, because there was no mention of the MCU. There was no uh-huh. mention of the DC world or yeah. any of the new Star Wars. Or right. Anything right. Like that. But in Ready Player Two, they did mention some some of yeah. the uh, yeah. uh, like modern era nerd culture stuff. I I think Ready Player Two for me, its biggest fault is that it just wasn't as engaging for me as Ready Player One was. Yeah. Where admittedly, I read Ready Player One long after I had seen the movie, and I really enjoyed the movie. You know me. I'm just person who enjoys stuff 
guy on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. That's that's you cut co- you come to me to hear uh all of the fanboy reasons why I enjoy a thing. <laughs> no one wants my opinion. I'm like the opinion on Reddit that everyone downvotes. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh this opinion on Reddit has a microphone, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um no, but it just it didn't grab me. Like I didn't I read yeah. I read most of that book in one sitting. Yeah. But I had a very easy time like putting it down and going to the bathroom or making food I, and just I, being like putting it down and then having to pick it back up again and being like wait what sorry like i need to reorient myself real quick like yeah. it, it, it just didn't grab me yeah i my biggest problem was like oh can i just kind of speed speed through this uh at all like it felt more of a chore than anything mm-hmm. else when i put it on i did the audio version of it i only do audiobooks because uh, i can't fall asleep, or i don't typically fall asleep when i'm listening to audiobooks uh but when i actually read the words yeah, on a page yeah. it's when i start to fall asleep is uh um, i heard I, just like, I heard phenomenal things about wheaton's performance again wheaton still did absolutely perfect yeah. uh uh, uh portrayal of wade yeah. uh he 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 captures that character uh, mostly because that is the world that will yeah. Wheaton lives in i know um, and I, I think like in a so. perfect world wheaton would have played watts like if oh yeah if he was younger yeah. you know what i mean if he was younger yeah 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 that would have been sure. that would have been really nice to see but overall rating what what would you give it i'd give it probably a six or a seven okay uh whereas ready player one i would give like a eight or a nine yeah so i would give as far as nerd culture i gave i gave ready player one definitely a 10 um I think I think Ready Player Two gets an eight or a nine for me. So yeah. I think like how I feel about Ready Player Ready Player Two is how you probably felt about Ready Player One. Although it's just it's not fair to say. I'd say seven or an eight. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's fundamentally worse than the first. Like in oh, every easily. single way, yeah. it is worse than the first book. The only added bonus that Ready Player Two has over Ready Player One is that we got to see. Wade Watts interact with the other characters mm-hmm. way more, mm-hmm. which that was a lot of fun. Actually, seeing him interact with uh, or team up uh, challenges and stuff like that—that that was a lot of fun. Uh, that's the only advantage that it had over Ready Player One. But everything else, Ready Player One knocks it out of the park. Just absolutely trounces sure. it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, moving on to our. Last-ish topic of the day. Yeah. This kind of it broads out two ways. Do you want to start with Warner Brothers or Star Wars? Let's uh, let's do uh, Warner Brothers, and then we'll move into the Disney stuff, uh, the MCU. Dune, Dune's Wars. streaming. Dune's coming. Dune's coming to stream. It's, Dune's it's, streaming. It's coming in a year, um, but it's coming. Get, yeah. Uh, we get to see Wonder Woman here soon. Very soon. Uh, before, uh, before uh, 2020 ends, which I'm excited about. I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, uh, the first one, uh, minus the <laughs> minus the ridiculous CGI. Uh, uh, Good God, ending. Yeah. Uh, you know, like even though I didn't really, I I kind of saw who the big bad was from the very beginning. Yeah. 
I I thought that Gal Gadot did a fantastic job as Wonder Woman, and Chris Pine, he's never a bad watch. I've uh, everything I've seen him in, I've thoroughly enjoyed him in. He's always good um, to look at too. It's um, true. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> very handsome. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm looking forward to them uh, coming back. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I love the fact that it's taking place in the 80s. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's a fun era to – and because there's so many ridiculous things that are a part of the 80s culture yeah. that are just fun to rag on today. So Yeah, I agree. Um, and – I, I will watch it for sure. Yeah. Because I'm curious. And also like, I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, yeah, that is definitely something that I want, that I want to watch. Yeah. So this is what I'll say with the, the Warner brothers, uh, uh, HBO max team up. I, I think that it is uh-huh. outside of Disney because Disney has their own thing with Disney plus. Yeah. I think that they're still heavily going to move towards first getting things out in the theaters. Um, but I think Warner Brothers has taken a nice move and kind of doing something that eventually all of the studios are going to end up doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that it is the end of the theater. Like everybody is saying, everybody's no. worried about the yeah, theater. Yeah, I don't I, think I it's going to be the ultimate end of the theater. I think theater is going to change uh one of the uh youtubers that i like a lot chris stuckman um he, he was ta- talking he about he did like, a really good job explaining he did it, a yeah. really good one explaining this where like it's going to it's going to separate the uh the audiences mm-hmm. there is people that thoroughly like only want to just watch the entertainment from home yeah yeah. and they don't necessarily they don't necessarily want the theater experience but there's people like you and i that really value that theater experience and we understand the value of that and we know what makes that value the best and that's going to a theater where you are there to be fully encapsulated by the film and you don't you get to escape everything else yeah. you don't have to deal with like the outside world yeah. coming in and 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 there's going to be it. such a drive for that when you know vaccines start to become more of a thing yes like, there's yes. just going to be this there's going to be this inherent desire for people to just do shit and i think one yeah. of those things is going to be like i would love to go see a movie in theater yeah um and i and I think that this is going to be a good thing because I think it's going to force the studio to really decide what is something that really needs to be on yeah. the big screen versus some what is yeah. some what is some cheap piece that we like that we can make. I shouldn't say that. What is something that we know that we're just doing it because it's good entertainment, but it doesn't need a full theatrical yeah. release? Because yeah. there is plenty of stuff that is like. It's good, but it doesn't necessarily need the big screen. Like I think uh, the old guard and like what I was saying about the old guard and extraction. Great examples. Would extraction been fun to really see on the big screen? Probably, but did it necessarily need a big screen? No, and obviously not. Debut? Because like we no, saw I don't it, think it know, did. So yep, and definitely saying that with the old guard. The old guard definitely did not need no. a big screen debut. I agree. Uh, it was perfectly suited for the small screen. I agree completely. Um, 
Whereas there's going to be other films that definitely deserve that big screen treatment. I think Dune definitely is one of those ones that needs the big screen treatment. Wonder Woman probably does, but then there's other other Warner Brother pro- uh, properties that don't that necessarily don't need, need the big yeah, screen. I agree. Yeah. Um, so just sure. a quick, uh, just kind of a rundown list of, of what to expect in the next 12 months um from warner brothers so uh, on the 25th of december we obviously have wonder woman coming out uh then january 2021 through like august we've got the little things tom and jerry the many saints of newark mortal Kombat, godzilla versus kong the conjuring in the heights a new space jam movie the suicide squad uh and dune and then at the end of the year uh zack snyder's justice league is coming out and a new yeah. The Matrix 4 is coming out as well, um, <laughs> which is going to be excited horrible. About that one. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you said it. I said it. But I agree. I said it, and I meant it. <laughs> I said it, and I meant it. Uh, now to kind of quickly transition here because I am getting tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to end by doing a little, just brief spoiler talk about. Um, Star Wars Mandalorian. But before yep. we get to that, I want to talk about the new Star Wars um, properties that are coming to. Um, before we do that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanna I wanna just quickly mention uh, the uh, MCU stuff that's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Um, if y'all haven't heard, which I'm pretty sure the people that are listening to this haven't have heard, it Disney specifically with Marvel and then throwing in Star Wars, they are setting up to be just printing money for all the live long day. And I am so excited with the direction that Marvel is going um, with uh, how they're doing their interweaving their stories and stuff. Um, One of the big things that I'm excited about is that they are learning from past failings of other franchises uh, with the, the Black Panther series. Uh, we we try to give a, uh, an, uh, a shout out to Chadwick Boseman in our last episode, our lost episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I did say that I kind of hope that they don't replace yeah. Chadwick Boseman yeah. and it doesn't look like they're which going is to excellent. which yeah. is super exciting. Yeah. Um the the one thing that I came out of the Disney Investor Day that I did want to talk about uh was that uh I think the MCU and Kevin Feige finally put the nail in the coffin for the society with uh one of their announcements. <laughs> um they announced that Catherine Newton is going to take a uh, place, uh, take Katie Lang's uh, uh, spot in the MCU. Uh, so I don't think she's going to have time to come back to uh, the town of New Ham uh, to finish Which up. Which is the society, so fucked up. They need to do a book. They have like, to do God a damn book it. or like a I comic really or hope something. they do something. They need to, for it I need I to re- know I, what happens. I yeah, I just I have too. to like I yeah. I, I had made the joke before, so pardon me for recycling content, but uh, before season eight of Game of Thrones came out, I was parading around saying that uh, I made a deal with God saying that I was not allowed to be killed until I knew how Game of Thrones <laughs> ended. 
Like I couldn't, <laughs> my life couldn't end. Like I, I literally, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, talked yeah, yeah. to God and I was like, listen, listen, dude, I know it can happen at any minute and I'm okay with it. I just really can't die before I know how Game of Thrones ends. Yeah, yeah. I, I the have, second the episode airs, you can off me. I don't give Yeah, but <laughs> I really felt that way at the end of season eight, though. Yeah, <laughs> I was, like, oh, I was God. begging for it. No, um, I really, I feel similar right now with society. Yeah. Where I just, I, I yeah. am so fucking curious as to what they had in plan. What they yeah, had planned me for that. too. Me too. Um, but that sucks, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm happy for I, I'm uh, happy uh, for for uh, Catherine Newton. You said, you know, she's doing some great yeah. things. She's a terrific uh, I haven't seen actor. It yet. So she yeah. is. Uh, I really want to see Freaky, uh, the one where it's basically a horror uh, horror comedy horror slasher comedy via freaky friday um i uh it's her and vince vaughn uh where they swap bodies uh and she plays a serial killer essentially um fascinating i didn't know which oh it it looks so fucking fun uh but you know i'm excited for her to join the mcu yeah uh and see what she does with the Within the MCU, yeah, so, that'll be nice. Yeah, uh, she also right. she, she did a really good job in Big Little Lies, just as a uh, kind of just as a side note. Oh yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. Um, okay, so second to last thing that we're going to talk about, and I, I'm just yep. going to kind of cruise through these because uh, I'm sure most of the caliber of listener that we have uh, know about these things, but Twitch yep. hasn't heard all of them. So nope. Um, in a response to Warner Brothers announcement of the uh, streaming movie thing, uh, Disney decided to just announce everything. Yeah. Every yeah. fucking thing. And a lot happened in the MCU. Like a lot got announced in the MCU. The Fantastic Four being officially confirmed. Yep. Uh, WandaVision trailer. Um, yeah. There's like so much shit that that got announced for for yeah um, for Marvel, but in Star Wars Land, we also got a million things. Um, so yep. Rogue Squadron is is directed by Patty Jenkins, who did the Wonder Woman franchise. So she did mm-hmm. she, she's doing Wonder Woman eighty four. She's she's associated with Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, Rogue Squadron is like. It's about um, you know X-wing pilots. Yep. Is it is it following the squadron uh, that was a part of the? Uh, is it one of the specific squadrons that was a part of the Death Star? Um, plans. Not that we know of right now. Okay. Uh, the official is the story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots. No, so no. Um, gotcha. As they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride, and move the okay. saga into the future era of the galaxy. So this might be setting up the next films. Okay, uh, but it is. Oh, so it's it's post. Is it post uh, Rise of Correct, Skywalker? I would then imagine. Um, Got it. Got and it. It is arriving on Christmas in 2023. So we have three years for that. Um, okay. Taika Waititi's untitled Star Wars film is still yep. uh, is still in the works. 
the Obi-Wan Kenobi got uh, officially announced. Yeah, I did see um, that one. Yeah. But I something that is a little less um a little less known in my opinion is that uh they confirmed Hayden Christensen will be returning as Vader. Yeah, I saw you that. Did. I was like god, please say it's just not so. I kind of hope it's campy as fuck. <laughs> I uh, I really hope it is that uh, that would be so much fun for him to reprise a uh, role and just shit on it like that would be so good I'd love that uh, um, oh god Ahsoka is getting us a, 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 a live action yeah uh, which is going to be written by Filoni yep rightfully rightfully so, so, rightfully so. Um, and produced by Favreau which is fantastic like yep. those two they need to fire Kathleen Kennedy. And they need I, to, I'm they, hoping it's coming. I hope it's coming. I'm hoping it's coming. But they they need to replace her with Filoni and Favreau. I swear, yeah. like like yeah. either one of the two, like the, just the work that they've been doing is is amazing. Dude, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit when we talk about Mando. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, Rosario Dawson will be back as yeah. well. Uh, there's a Rangers of the New Republic, which is set within the timeline of the Mandalorian. There's a Lando. Uh, show that's coming out which oh, okay. hasn't been did not confirmed know but there's heavy rumors that Glover will be reply- reprising the role which will be awesome okay. um, I would agree I would be okay with that uh, Andor is a tense nail biting spy thriller which okay. uh, has Diego Luna reprising the role as uh, Cassie and Andor from Rogue One and it's going to be about oh, okay. he's going to get into some uh, into some um, so it's a it's a prequel to the midquel. I don't know. That doesn't have production kicked off th- three weeks ago. <laughs> so I, okay. So that's not coming until 2022. Um, okay, this one is something I'm very excited for. Um, so the acolyte was announced as well. The Acolyte is okay. a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the oh. High Republic era. Okay. So that's going way back. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And then finally, or two finalies rather, but but the second one, the, the, the last one. Actually, I'll start with that one. Uh, Star Wars Visions is um, uh, it's going to be an anime. Oh. Which should be very interesting, and then the Bad Batch. Yeah, I like did see the Bad a Batch. A bazillion titles. That it's a ton of stuff. Uh, like I said, man, between them and the MCU, Disney is just printing, printing money. money, and and they're going to be yeah. printing money just like because of these announcements. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, but I will be happy to give them money because i'm very excited about all of those things the mandalorian season two uh uh episode eight eight seven eight eight it's the star wars we've been asking for all along yes that's uh, pure and simple like out out of any statement out of any review Mm -hmm. like yes that's the review that you're gonna be most satisfied with i completely agree Um, it's it was such a fun ride i actually wound up watching it twice last night uh yeah and i i it's it's so good i mean we'll we'll jump into spoiler territory right away uh i i think that because of the announcement of the book of boba fett 
would you so there's going to be a season three of mando that yep. it's, it's been um it that's been um signed for and yep. pedro pascal is actually reprising the role too so whatever beef he yep. had has been resolved yeah uh, which is nice but uh that's supposed to be coming sometime next year or so yeah um i so the book of boba fett if if I'm pretty sure that's going to be a mini series. It's going to be a limited series. I would love that. Um, like possibly like six episode type deal, which what it seems like they're doing with most of their limited series. Like uh, WandaVision, I think is six episodes. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldiers is okay, also going to be six episodes. Know, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I think it's going to be like that. I am excited. Like the way they ended this series uh, or this season yeah. really makes me excited for the following uh, season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, even more so than se- season one going to season I agree. two. Um, uh, even though season two was like, this is what Star Wars I, was meant I to completely, be. It's just so perfect. Season one was good. I will say everything was great about season one of The Mandalorian, but season two just hit every button yeah. of Star Wars yeah. perfectly. I completely agree. So, I completely agree. Because it had every uh, – there's nothing wrong with fan service as long as it's done the right way, and Filoni yeah. and Favreau hit it on the nail. Every single time. They, they do not miss ever. Every single time. Um, I, you know, like I kind of figured that Luke was going to be the most sensible Jedi that comes in. It made sense that he would, that he would show up. I figured it makes sense. But at the same time, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be him. I was really, as soon as I saw the X-Wing show up, I was like, yep, it's, it's, it's Luke. I wanted it to be, (laughs) excuse me for yelling. I wanted it to be, um, Ahsoka coming back, and then that's how they would have yeah. like launched into the Ahsoka miniseries or the Ahsoka yeah. series or whatever they're doing there. But I do, I think it was done really well, even though sometimes the CG looked a little weird on Luke. Yeah, I had stuff. I, a lot of people are talking about like, oh, it was great up until up until I saw CGI. Yeah, uh, Uncali Valley, uh, Valley Mark Hamill is like ah. Uh, Put that aside. Like I know it's it's a little bit weird for your brain to get yeah. to, but like story wise, it worked. Um, I think that even though I was like I'd rather it had been some other person to show yeah. up for a couple of reasons why I think it was the right choice to go with. One, we get to see like Luke be just a ba- uh, badass as Vader was mm-hmm. in the uh, hallway scene, the Death Hall. Um, yeah, scene yeah, like we saw in mean, Rogue he, One. He, yeah, fucking hell, he was just like going through those dark troopers Jeez, like they're butter. It was awesome. them up, and it's cool to see uh, like Mando <clears throat> struggle as much as he did with one of them, and like it yeah. really does highlight the difference between like Mando is unbeatable, but like it, it, Jedi is just <laughs> such a cut above. Yeah, yeah, pun yeah. intended. So cut. Yeah. But then also on the same time, like it makes you ask a bunch of questions in regards to the trilogy series, uh, or sorry, the uh, sequels uh, trilogy, um, which I think is great. Yeah. 
is something that we need because we knew that uh, Filoni and Favreau had made plans to get it to connect to the main Star Wars story. And they did it in a way that didn't feel ham-fisted. It didn't feel forced. Which a lot of things in Star Wars have felt very ham-fisted so like yes and very forced the true uh the sequel trilogy all of it a, was it's a master class in forced like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this it felt like they actually found a logical way to tie it because in. they took 10 um, minutes out of their fucking day to think about it yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so, like i that yeah so i am excited about that because it it's like okay, if Grogu did go with Luke, was he in the training temple when when uh, Kylo, Kylo goes burnt crazy? It down? Yeah, like is that how did was, Grogu die? Uh, did Grogu end up getting back with Mando with uh, Din, or did they stay separated or whatever? Uh, so it asks you a lot of great questions. It also asks you like, okay, so if where is Grogo in uh, play into Luke saying he's taking on and starting a Jedi training? Yeah. Or, and how does that play out? Or um, did he already have so, the Jedi training in mind and was just picking up? Yeah. Gro- like, there are, there are a lot of really good yep. questions being asked. Yeah. I am so um, excited. I think, I think a lot of people are worried now that Grogu went with Luke that in Mando season three, that we're not going to see Grogu. There's no Mando without I don't without think we got to worry about that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, while uh, Din Djarin is a great character, the reason why this show did such a good is job... Is that dichotomy the between the two people, of them. ...people is that dichotomy between the two of them and how fucking adorable... Yeah. Grogu is the child. I refuse to call him Baby Yoda. He is either the child or Grogu, even though I hate the name Grogu. I hate the name Grogu too. But here, <laughs> here's here's one thought that I will share about it. Like, even if Grogu isn't going to be in season three, I have complete faith in Favreau and Filoni to like make that work. I do too. I just don't see how they can really do it. It's not that I don't see how. Really... It's that I don't see why. I don't see the I don't see yeah. the why behind it. Like, why would you sign yeah. for a third season if you're giving Grogu to Luke in the end of this one? Like, something something shady yeah. has to happen. Yeah, and I think that like he's too integral to the character and the story of Mando. I think though, I I will think it'd be a good play for them to not when season three comes back into play that they're not immediately reunited. Yeah. I, I think, think it should be a, that an episode a or two to see Mando, yeah, like Mando without Grogu would be good. Yep, and how that like that feeling of losing a child, being an empty nester, yeah. in a way, uh, being away from your child, because in all intents and purposes, that is a father son dynamic yes. that this show is playing, and uh, I believe it was New Rock Stars. I heard it, and I was like. Oh, this makes so much sense. The Mandalorian series, story-wise, juxtapositions itself against the main Star Wars stories, like the main episode, the main films, so well. Because 
the Mando story is all about a father taking responsibility of their child. Yeah. Whereas all the other, the other Star Wars is the other yeah. way around. Yeah. Um, is the father figure abandoning the child essentially. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's like, oh my goodness, this is such a great story and playing off of it. So um, I don't think that they can divorce themselves of that dynamic in season three. Successfully. Like that, the successfully, <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, um, I agree. There is a possibility that they could do it, but I don't see it because that is a integral, integral part of yeah. the Mandalorian yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Perfect. So. Well, All right. well I, I think we're in a pretty good spot here. Uh, yes, I do and too. And I, like, I got enough off my chest now to... <laughs> Not necessarily to feel. Not necessarily to, to go feel another hi- three months yeah, I was away. Say, I don't want to go into hibernation again. But with, with 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 any stroke of luck, we will have another episode out uh, that is our uh, like year in review. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the time being, like, thank you. <laughs> thanks for thank you all. Thanks yeah. For your thank patience. you for your patience. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, be sure you know. Do the things. Do the things. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. You on know Facebook. the things. Follow us You've on Twitter. Follow Facebook. You know, subscribe. Share, subscribe. Uh, Get us rich. Share us. Call us. Tell us how sexy we are. These are all Give things all I want. Money. These are all, especially yeah. the last one, the one that Twitch just yeah. mentioned about the yeah. money bit. We just want to become rich. That's all. That's all we want. That's we, all we care we about. We started this as a cash grab. Yes, and, uh, and it's not working out so far. So you guys so are not this doing is our your desperate part. plea. This is your last chance. We'll stop making content for real this time. Yes. You're going to start paying out the fucking nose for this. If you want to get rid of us, pay yeah, us. Exactly. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, and then we'll just stick around anyways. And then we'll stick around anyways. Uh, like I said, hopefully see you very soon, as in like a week. Yeah. But uh, keep yep. your fingers crossed, because we will be too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the uh, canon. Ooh. What if I do like a sexy, like, ooh. Ooh, do that. Thanks for tuning in to 96.5 KNN. What did I call Wait, what did I call it? After Hours. After Dark. Uh, after Dark after or After Hours? After Hours. After Hours. Thanks for, tu- after thanks hours. for uh, tuning in to KNN After Hours. This is your host, Sexy Dukas. <laughs> Sexy Dukas. <laughs> and, your, and your other host. Uh, uh, That's right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> the bear. The bear. I'm a bear. bear. I'm a bear community. I'm, uh, I fit in the bear The community. bear and sexy Dukas. The sexy bear. Ooh, sexy bear. The beastly bear. Ooh. Something like Ooh, that. I like this. I like where this is going. We'll see you soon, okay? The beastly bear. Bye. Bye.